Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. That was obviously the wrong sound cue, um, but I'm just going to go with it because I'm having a hard time getting this podcast recorded today, and everything seems to be working fine right now, so we're going to just keep plugging through. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad you're here and listening. Uh, welcome to any new listeners, and welcome back to the uh, long-time listeners. Today we are talking about Obladi Oblada a Paul McCartney song released November 22nd, 1968 on the Beatles White Album. Yesterday, I teased this episode by saying this was not one of my favorite Beatles songs. And I'm going to put an asterisk right next to that, like I am the 2017 World Series Championship, Um, because there is a version of this song that would have been one of my favorite tunes on the White Album, possibly. And we're going to get to that. Um, the title for Obladi Oblada was stolen from uh, this guy, Jimmy Scott, who was a Nigerian musician living in England. And uh, he actually played congas on one of the early takes of this song and actually sued to try to get co-songwriting credit um, for the title ultimately lost that lawsuit. So that's a little interesting sidebar. Uh, And it was Paul's attempt to do kind of a reggae ska infused pop song. Now here's the thing record. This song has been a long time um, bone of contention with certain members of the Beatles, particularly John and George who you'll recall from a previous episode, also had issues with Maxwell Silverhammer. This, I think they, this song, Obladi, I think they have a better argument for than Maxwell Silverhammer. Um, Because as we learned, Maxwell Silverhammer was not nearly as uh, laborious as Obladi was. Over 40 hours of studio time was devoted to recording this song. That's twice as much as what they needed to record their entire first album. One song over 40 hours. Imagine going to work and every day you go to work and you just record the drum track to Oblada Oblada. Or you're singing this melody for two out of your five shifts that week. 40 hours. On Obladi Oblada, not their most complicated song. It's a straight-ahead four-four um, rocker. Uh, the chord progression is fairly simple. It's it, you know this is not a particularly challenging song, but they you know they couldn't get a sound that they liked. It was not coming up to what Paul had envisioned in his head. So recording began January third, nineteen sixty-eight, and continued on January. Uh, I'm sorry, July third. And then continued on July 4th, July 5th, July 8th, July 9th, July 11th, July 15th. On July 3rd, they did seven takes with just Paul and Ringo. And then um, they did some, so it's uh, drums and acoustic guitar. Then they did some overdubs on take seven, because that was the one that was determined as the best take. And then Paul decided seven wasn't the best take and scrapped it. And went back to take four and redid the overdubs that he did on take seven. He redid on take four. Okay. So that's fine. Then the next day, 
July 4th, Paul's lead vocal and John and George's, um, their La La La's are overdubbed. And then July 5th, we add Kunga's sax and piccolo overdubs. Um, you might be saying, I don't remember a piccolo in Obladi Oblada. They, after they did several takes of that, they decided it wasn't working and erased it. And then eventually replaced it. Um, they, they did an overdrive guitar track that Paul, like he forced the board to overdrive so that it would sound like a bass, I guess. Um, and then the sax parts would be unreleased until the Beatles anthology. So they, this is the first time that the Beatles had employed studio musicians onto a track and then never released the track. Because usually by the time they got to the point of calling in a horn line or a string quartet or an orchestra or whatever the, the song called for, by the time they got to that point, they were more or less done recording it. You know, they'd had a, a take that they were settled with, their overdubs had been done, and you know, they were already into the mixing process by the time it comes most of the time. But in this case, the whole the whole thing gets scrapped and we never hear it. So that's uh, July 3, 4, 5. Then it's the weekend. Monday, July 8th comes around. Paul decides to just start from scratch. A complete remake of the song. Paul's on bass, Ringo on drums, George on acoustic guitar, and John on piano. Now, at this point, it's been one, two, three. This is their fourth day recording this song. This is, And they're not recording anything else at this point. These sessions are complete. They're doing eight, nine, ten-hour sessions, and they're completely devoted to Obladi Oblada. So by this point, it's been four days and 25, 30 hours of listening to Paul go, Obladi, Oblada, life goes on, brah. That is an earworm that I don't think any of us could tolerate uh, for, for four solid days of work. That's like water torture. As great as a hook as it is, it's a great hook in a three-minute song. But over 30 hours, that's a bit much. So Monday, they decide they're going to redo the whole thing. Uh, John comes into the studio. Remember I just mentioned he's on piano. Very frustrated. He's had enough. And he says, all right, guys, let's. we're going to play Obladi Oblada. He sits down at the piano, and as hard as he can, he bangs out this these piano chords that are twice as fast as they've been playing the song up to this point. And that is the intro we hear on the white album that was born out of frustration, but it actually ended up shaping the entire song. This is also, if we listen, Oh, hang on. I'm getting ahead of myself. I skipped the next day, July 9th, Paul goes in. So this is after they've done hours and hours on two different versions of the song now. Paul goes in on July 9th and attempts a second remake. So he's trying the third iteration of Obladi Oblada. Uh, after doing it for 10 hours the night before. But he only did two takes on this new uh, version. And he was probably alone in the studio because the drums... Um, the uh, Mark Lewison says the drums sound more like Paul's style than Ringo's. 
But then after a couple takes of that, he'd, uh, he, he goes back to the previous night's work and starts doing overdubs on that. During that July 9th session is when John and George start getting goofy. So they're doing their overdubs. They're doing all the background vocals and hand claps and the ha, 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 all the, all the goofy stuff that adds to the ambience of that recording. And you hear um, the first time Paul sings, Desmond lets the children lend a hand. You hear John yell arm and George yell leg. And now you'll, if you've never noticed it before, now you will never hear it again. It's to me, it's like if somebody does a cover of this song and they don't do the ring, ring. It's it's like cutting the gong out of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's very jarring. Now, to me, not hearing arm and leg is the same way. So you hear, Desmond lets the children lend a hand, arm, leg, just like that. And then you fast forward to the next time they, they sing that chorus, and you can hear George go, foot. So they're having fun in the studio, but it's hard to tell if it's fun for the sake of having, because they're having fun or fun is uh, George and John are kind of taking the piss out of Paul. Who knows? But it's, it's also funny to think that um, this atmosphere of Obla Di Obla Da being a fun track that they were enjoying recording, that by the time all the fun, quote, fun and and excitement of the track was was artificially overdubbed onto the take that we are approaching the 40 hour plus mark and they all hate it and this whole take is is born out of john's frustration and just get me out of here attitude towards the song so a couple days go by uh july 11th is more overdubs percussion things like that and then fast forward to july 15th and Paul re-records his vocals and then does 10 remixes of the track. This dude is obsessed with this track. And then we end up with Obla Di Obla Da on the White Album. And everybody loves it. It was not released as a single in America or the UK, but it topped the charts in several other countries and was a huge hit all over the world as a single. So I'm not real sure why they never released it Um in 1968 as a single but i mean they also they were sitting on hey jude and revolution at the same time so here's my asterisks 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 i can't say that word right now um the version that was recorded on uh the first the first version of the song with the acoustic guitars it's in a different key um, it's, it's a little bit less ska reggae feel and just more straight ahead pop tune. The one that was released on the anthology, I think is the superior version. And there's not a, it's not often that, you know, the anthology was 95%, um, songs in the works, but with this, with the saxophone overdubs and all that kind of stuff, the Obladi on that anthology disc is a more or less finished tune and i think it would have been the better song for the white album it fits the more acoustic um vibe of the white album 
it would have been cool as in the same spot. So when people uh, talk about doing a one disc white album, I still put Obladi Oblada on there, but I go back to this early version because I think it's a better recording and I think it suits the song better because ultimately it is uh, a fun melody. It's an infectious earworm and it's got a pretty good lyric. So, I mean, it's it's a solid Paul song. I just never really cared for the arrangement. And when you find out that it's 40 hours later, we talked about in a, one of the Kinks episodes, uh, John Gosling talking about how, you know, uh, producing these tracks sometimes with just overdub after overdub after overdub uh, kind of took the sucked the fun and the energy out of the recording. I think that's kind of what happened here with this and it and it just comes off as kind of a stale recording so that's obladi oblada um check it out it's on our spotify playlist if you search for hero habit or kinks and beats daily i'm sure you can find it but of course it is on our website and we just upgraded the um, community features on our website so swing by there and sign up and join uh, our kinks and beats discussion group or start a new discussion group about another topic that you like that is relevant to herohabit.com. All right. I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for hanging out with me and have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by herohabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.